The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. We're killing it. Welcome to Twi- what is this show called? Welcome to Twinkie Talk. <laughs> Presented by the Evening Brothers. I am Brother John. I am Brother Lincoln. I'm Brother Preston. And we are starting off really well. Um, we are uh, the first. Have we decided that we're going to go with the first podcast? The very first, yes. Yeah, yeah I did the, research. We are the first. Okay, we are good. Yeah, good. I'm glad you did some. We are the very first uh, podcast where three white guys talk about movies. Um, <laughs> crazy that nobody had done that before us, but we did it. We're here and we're going. Uh, I made you guys watch Constantine, 2005's Constantine with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, you did. <laughs> I uh, I don't think I give you any homework. Is that is that correct? The homework so. was to learn as little as possible about the movie before we watched it. Very good. Okay, so in the spirit of that, uh, I, want, I have a twofold question for you guys. A, how did you do on that homework? And B, what is your immediate thought? Give me one sentence. Well, uh, I did great. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I told someone that I was watching and he went, he breathed in as if to warn me. And I said, stop, don't tell me anything about this. (laughs) Um, And then the only thing I knew before going, before like watching the actual movie was I saw, I saw like the card on iTunes of like what the poster looked like. And I thought, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, he has a tie. Oh no, he has a tie. You are famously um, anti-Thai. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> and then um, what I think of it is, um, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I think of it. That was such a long pause. What I think is, <sighs> well, I usually have way more detailed notes, but for some reason, this movie, I just like could not get myself to... <laughs> To like want to keep writing about it as I go. So I I also found myself in that boat. <laughs> um, so I did. This will be a short one, guys. The, uh, <laughs> this is a, a six minute podcast. <laughs> the research that I did uh, about this movie amounted to me googling where I could stream it and then opening it. Um, so I, I think I, I did well in the homework. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, let's see. I have about f- four lines. Uh, it's, it's somehow so incredibly boring after the first scene. Okay. That's, well, that's what I, like I to took extensive, that. I took extensive notes and you guys are going to have to get your shit ready to yes. And be on this because we're <laughs> oh, not we going to talk we for six minutes about this. No, I, I have like a solid page of notes. It's just not compared <laughs> to like my three or four pages that I had for triple uh, X. Sure, or your dissertation on real steel. That makes sense. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump on in. And so, Preston, you texted us earlier that you said the um, the first scene is your favorite. Mm. Are you talking about the scene where they get the staff? Or are you talking about the exorcism? Oh, the exorcism. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I this guess, is. I, guess, I was I guess so the second scene. I was so concerned. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Okay. The, so the second, I totally. I honestly completely forgot about the the spear scene very understandable yeah <laughs> yeah because so, the movie forgets about the spear <laughs> it does <laughs> and then it picks it up like an hour and 10 minutes in like oh shit the spear and then, and it then loses you're like it for another 20 minutes it and then it's back 
so the movie does open with the quickest setup of a MacGuffin I've ever seen, I would say, probably, because it's like yeah. Mexico, a guy, spear of destiny, oh, instantly. Actually, there's something before that that I want to talk about. Oh, please. The fact that the, the opening text says, like, he who holds the spear of destiny controls the world. It's what it, the text itself is whatever, but the fact it was written in white left justified Helvetica <laughs> it sure on a was. black background. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you just like open up? Did you, did you just like click text box in premiere and drag it in? And that was all you did. Like, cause that's, exa- that's like the bare minimum of like adding text to video is the white Helvetica on a black background completely left justified. Yeah, and the answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the rest of this movie has such better effects than that. It was like, why did you just why did you cheap out on the shot that you could have spent ten dollars on? I would argue that the rest of the movie fits pretty well in that category. <laughs> I, I would second that. I don't. I don't think there's um, not a lot of awards for uh, this this one. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, I, I so the, the, uh, the. I no. I apologize. Continue. No, please. What were you going to say? Oh, good. I didn't know. It was going to be something. No, I'm going to make you say it oh, now. Oh, well. You, in your four lines of notes, I'm going to make you say everything <laughs> you possibly can. Well, no, I was just going to say, I don't, I don't think their opening shot with left justified Helvetica is going to, you know, take them down any worse than they already are. <laughs> it's just kind of like a, like a palette setter. Ah, yes. Yeah. They, they want um, you to okay, know so right from guy... the beginning that you need to lower your bar just a little bit. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, you like Constantine? Not this one. You like a different Constantine. <laughs> Lower your bar to what you could produce at home. Like, like if you see something that you couldn't have produced, that will be like impressive enough for you. Right. Something like a car crashing directly into a guy and then and it just, just crumpling around him like a soda can. That was so sudden. It sure was. <laughs> and then that never comes up ever again. It's, hey, the Spear of Destiny does this thing. And then... We don't ever do see the Spear of Destiny do really anything. Oh, yeah, not at all. Like, you would think that that would be setting up for something right at the end where, like, Constantine and Rachel Weisz's character, Angela, apparently, um, you would think that that would be setting up, like, a building's crumbling on them at the end, and they both grab the spear, mm. and then they survive it because of that. Nope, doesn't matter. Forget that you saw it. Next scene. <laughs> so the next scene is inarguably the best of the movie, and that's Absolutely. the exorcism. Oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> What what are you guys' thoughts? Okay, well, I wrote, whoever directed this definitely saw the Raimi Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Is that Are you basing that on color palette or? Well, I'm basing that on like wanting grungy looking stucco in lots of scenes. It's definitely uh, yeah. up there. Sure. Having like using the camera moving to like symbolize evil is another one. Um, it just, it really feels like a product of like a focus group thinking like, how can we make a DC like equivalent version of the energy and fun of the Raimi movies in terms of filmmaking? I see that with a little bit of like weird exorcism horror thrown in. Yeah. I mean, I think there's another, there's actually a Marvel movie that's an even bigger influence, but I want to talk about it later. Oh, I'm excited to get to that. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, So we do, we do see Constantine perform a very cool exorcism with a very cool mirror, um, which falls on the least cool part of this movie. Shia LaBeouf? Which is Shia LaBeouf, yes. (laughs) I think my favorite thing about the mirror scene is 
he's trying to force it out the window, and instead of just like tilting it all of two inches to get it out, <laughs> he just really just starts reefing on it. <laughs> he's got to like, yeah, he's got he's got to pull as hard as he can. It's like the dog that can't get through the fence with the stick. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if he he just needs the mirror smashed, I, I feel like there's, you know, I'm sure somebody has a hammer. That, that seems yeah. like it'd be far more effective just to you know tap smash the mirror real quick instead of kind of force it throwing out it out of the window absolutely now i don't know if this is like a stage of life thing but if a if let's say someone you were like connected to was possessed and then a like a constantine type exorcist came into your home and said i need a very large mirror i could not supply him with that would you be <laughs> able to get him an ornate large mirror i would need I would need to like get tools. Like there would have to be some like power machinery involved. <laughs> okay, cool. That works I, I, for me. I need to remove oh, one from a place that already has one. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an ornate mirror, but it would be a mirror. You could do it. Okay. Yeah, so sure. that's just but where honestly, I'm at. I don't think it would make it up the stairs. Like I don't think I could trust myself <laughs> to get that mirror to Keanu. I think I would more than likely come with like a TV and go, "Hey, does this does this <laughs> sort of cut the mustard? Like, what are we looking at here? What if I turn my iPad off? Is that like reflective <laughs> enough for you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get six phones and tape them together? Is that a possibility? <laughs> we this is our first uh, view of what I call the delicious 2005 rubbery CGI. What did you oh, guys yes. think of that? Like, is that because for me, that's a thing that I see that and I go something about this makes me happy. Am I with you in that? Or does that make me sound like a crazy person? I think it's this wonderful, like this idea of like putting textures on something like suddenly becomes possible with CGI. <laughs> and so you have like the pre that era where you have movies like Jurassic Park and like early animated movies where they're actually texturing it by hand the whole time. They're like digitally yeah. painting the whole figure and then you have this where they're like we can just like google like grungy skin dot jpeg and like texture a whole demon with just that and so you get this like dip in effort because it's like all of a sudden we don't have to actually paint these characters anymore <laughs> yeah and it does make me happy <laughs> that's what i'll say that's great news preston oh, i taking a poll so happy i i actually i won't lie i saw that the second scene the exorcism and thought hey you know this might actually be an okay movie yeah, that's the danger of this one, isn't and it? I was deeply disappointed. <laughs> when Keanu just walks in, I thought like, holy shit, he's cool. Like, oh, yeah. Even though the movie's as terribly written as it is, it's like he can't help but just like have a great presence whenever he's in on camera. Sure. That's still a great actor and a great character. I feel like as much as he's written ter genuinely terribly, that character like walking in and just throat punching demons. There's something about him that you can't. Yeah, it's awesome. You can't not enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. John Constantine, um, asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as we're continuing this theme of like, maybe this movie might be good as you're watching this second scene, when we cut to baby Shia doing his little, like trying to imitate Keanu. Can we, can we like, call him, can we call him Shia Lil Buff for now? <laughs> Can yeah, we yeah, call yeah, him sure. Shia Lil Buff all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so when Lil Buff is, like, imitating it, I was like, hey, this is kind of fun. This is kind of cute. This is kind of clever. And, yeah, just, Preston, you're right about this movie setting you up for just endless disappointment as you go. Yeah, all the way. All the mm -hmm. way through. Are there... I, I feel like there's there are very few things that the movie... Everything that 
needs to pay off is set up terribly, and everything that doesn't need to pay <laughs> off is set up very well. It really, it does feel like they set up a very different movie than halfway through <laughs> it is at all. It's like the movie equivalent of when you like draw one picture and you fold the piece of paper in half and the other person has to draw <laughs> the other half. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Except they're like, we'll take the first 32 pages. You take the last 65. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Don't like, don't worry about loose ends. We got everything covered. Don't even yeah. worry. Yeah. Cause it is like, it's a gradual decrease in quality. I think this movie, cause I, they're pretty steady. I, I'd say I saw it's very steady, but, but it's not like, it's not like steep. It's, it's just a, you know, I saw it. I watched it one time a long time ago. And I remember being like, hell yeah, that was a cool movie. Who doesn't love that movie? And then I looked on the internet and it was like, everybody doesn't love that movie. <laughs> and then that's why I wanted to do it for this is because I remember being like, I love it. And so I thought maybe if I watch it again, I'll lo- I don't love it as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the first time I made this note. And I think I made it like six more times as we go. Why? Every time the shot is either a wide shot or a still shot, it looks great. Like this guy, I don't even know who's the director of this. Francis Lawrence. Um, Francis Lawrence. Oh, yes. I, I'm so familiar with his work. <laughs> Who but... <laughs> has also created such films as... Hang on, it's loading. Uh, <laughs> such films as the Hunger, the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and I Am Legend. Okay, I can I, I actually see that. So I don't mind like all the wide shots and all the still shots. I like the symmetry that he uses in the frame. I like his like use of placing people like really small to show the scale of buildings and cars and stuff. But yeah. every time is a close-up, it's at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> every single time. I did not notice that. All of his shots, all of his close-ups are like, he's like sitting at the corner of your couch pointing up at you. And now, is it is it possible that your TV was on some sort of <laughs> rotating system? <laughs> maybe i don't know i wrote so many like notes of it that i don't think it was just me but maybe it was i don't know i didn't take any notes on that so must just be you. that's a bad sign that within the first 10 minutes of this movie you were already like that doesn't look good to me i don't like this uh <laughs> the really... next scene as we move on oh sorry did you continue on to talk about the 45 no. degree angles <laughs> we're good we're good i i thought i'd get more support there but <laughs> we'll see <laughs> If you want to talk about 60 degree angles, then maybe, but yeah, or like a 46 even, but 45, that's, that's <laughs> I should have, I should have, should have been a little bit more like rounding in my, in my numbers mm. for real. Yeah. Seriously. That's unacceptable. How dare you not? Uh, our next scene. Seriously. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's unkind. And honestly, I just don't trust that you should be on this podcast. I keep trying to move well, us along and Preston, you keep bringing us back. <laughs> I'm trying to, Our hey, next hey scene. I got four lines. I'm trying to stretch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get to the place that he's comfortable before he finished his drink is where he needs to like get all the conversation in. Yeah, before he passed out, didn't remember the rest of the movie. <laughs> he's like, let's talk about that opening scene one more time. No, 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 let's go back scene. to Mexico. Oh, gee, that spear sure seems important. <laughs> Let's keep talking about that. John, move us on. Go. Okay, I've been trying to. Okay, so our <laughs> our next scene, we meet our leading lady, played by Rachel Weiss or Weiss, depending on how you choose to pronounce that, Angela. And she uh, is at a confessional saying that she killed another man today, which without the context of her being a cop is a very jarring turn. I thought that she was going to, when she said that, I was like, oh, she's the one who's possessed I think. right yeah but no she's just a good or bad cop depends on how you feel 
Um, she. This is where the movie gets like almost instantly too much and not enough going on uh, because she has a dream question mark of jumping off a hospital roof and like killing herself at a hospital. We find out as we go on that this was some sort of premonition connected to her sister. Her identical twin sister. Yes, which I actually, we're going to talk about that later. Um, but yes, her identical twin sister, because I have a question for you specifically, Lincoln. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have a guess as to what your question might be. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> so this is, I feel like this is where the movie kind of starts going off the rails, where we we see her having this dream. She just wakes up. I watched this with my wife, and she looked at me and she said, what is happening? And I said, that's not a good sign. <laughs> the, like we were talking about setup and payoff earlier and how this movie, I think Preston, you said everything that needs to get paid off doesn't get set up. And lots of things that seem like they should be paid off, should be set up, don't get paid off. They are really, really careful to show a like burn on the twin sister's arm that was exactly the same burn as the guy with the spear got. Oh, yeah. And I, I assumed that when she looks and down and sees the burn, I thought my brain went, oh, well, they show this guy getting a burn, and then they showed that he was invincible. So maybe this, she's invincible, and she knows she's not going to die, and that's why she's jumping off, because she's, like, done with it. She's, like, trying to kill herself, and she can't, because she's mm. been cursed with this invincibility. And then she dies, and I think, and, like, I have no idea why they decided to show that burn, or what was important about showing the spear giving you invincibility if they weren't going to care about that later. And they never even mentioned the burn in... Any, any other, other time scene. in the movie. Like, there's a very clear autopsy scene, and it never comes up. No, that, that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> She's just, you know, clearly so, nothing went on here. She has some yeah, sort of ritual burn, but I'm sure that doesn't have anything to do with her randomly killing herself. They just handed the reins to a different set of writers, like, 30 pages into the script, and it was like, you take it from here, guys. And switch. Yeah, yeah she does. Uh, we do cut back to the spear guy, uh, who I don't know his name, don't remember. Um, he does a goofy little jump and then he's over in a, a cow over a fence and then he's in a cow field and all the cows start dying. That's when I wrote the wide shots really are a high point. Really all the wide <laughs> yeah. shots of this movie are just generally nicer looking than the close-ups. I feel like that's a pretty solid little moment. Like it's it's kind of creepy, you know, all the cows and it's like it's it's illustrative, it's powerful, it never comes up again. Uh, Never doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't think about it. Forget that happened. But it's like a cool little moment. Um, We then cut to Constantine meeting with a weird little man uh, who seems to be a traveling paranormal artifact salesman. (laughs) I can't believe there's a market enough for a full-time job, for a man to have a full-time job just doing that. Yeah, yeah. But here we are because he... He sells him a screaming bug from the Amityville case. Don't know what that, I don't know why that is a thing you would ever need, even in a million years, but it's a thing he has. Was it just really popular in the early 2000s to make movies where the dialogue references stories from like better movies, but they don't exist? I think probably, yeah. If you guys, if if you were to meet a traveling salesman of just like the weirdest paranormal shit... What would you try to get? Like, what do you what do you want out of this? Let's say you're a John Wick or a John Constantine, right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So easy. Excuse me. Oh, John, so you're one of the Johns that Keanu Reeves plays. Yeah. Um, I guess my the point that the the question that I'm getting at is, what does he offer that Constantine needs on any level? Extreme like bugs. all the well, things. Well, he does he, have a flamethrower that that Keanu Reeves turns on for a second and it looks awesome and and i don't remember him 
using that, but I assume that it would have been really nice if he remembered that he had it. You would think that he would use that in the scene where all the weird, like, demons are flying around him and he uses fire to get rid of them, but he doesn't. He uses a cloth. He uses a flamethrower that they, that, yeah. Interesting. Mm. I'm sensing a theme, (laughs) a theme of this conversation is that, is that this movie keeps presenting us with things and then not ever following up on any of it. I mean, that's true. I'm trying to, I don't even know where to start. Like the objects are some, are such like vastly different kinds of things and vastly different, like historical iconography. Like I have no idea how to even like begin a sentence with what I would want. <laughs> What's his business model? Is he a reseller? Like, does, does he just like go like rob churches and then resell artifacts? Like how, where, where does he get this stuff from? That's, That's a valid question. question. Is, is he I would an assume... archaeologist who just digs stuff up and then <laughs> a more, you, like... you mean would he have a would he have a more interesting movie than this oh, one? probably hmm. yes I mean, it seems like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like do you do you have to watch out for counterfeit products from on, on your well, <laughs> paranormal not the screaming no, bugs no for sure <laughs> this whole movie is just iconography if something looks like a cross it is a cross. Like there's is, no, mm. there's no difference in this movie between a facsimile of a religious icon and the power of the actual religious icon. It's not just a cross. It's the most important cross you've ever needed in your whole <laughs> life right cross. now. And John, I know what I want. I want to get a crossbow, but I want it to be a cross. Thank you. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it to shoot arrows that were made of like wood from a door that Jesus built or something. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I'm into that. What does it do? Like, what do you get? Or is it just like a regular crossbow? (laughs) It doesn't have any magical abilities beyond that. It's just an interestingly historical crossbow. (laughs) It's just like, hey, let me tell you the story of why you're dying. Um, That's cool. That'd be a cool way to go. I understand this question now. I would like a a super soaker with holy water in it. Great news. A tremendous choice. Is that what you want? I have a question for you guys. Because this was right, right about the time that Shia LaBeouf was like gonna be popular right this was when everybody thought that he was the next guy well when when michael bay thought that he was the next guy and indiana jones do you think that he um do you think he was told to act like he has dementia and has to keep reminding himself what constantine's name is because he says john conservatively like 152 times in this movie (laughs) i don't know I didn't pick up on that. What do you think the point of having him in this was? What what would you like? Did you guys okay? I guess I guess did you like having Shia LaBeouf in this movie? Like was that did he show up and did you go oh good Shia LaBeouf is here or did you do what I did which was oh no I I really don't mind Shia LaBeouf hot take I okay <laughs> I I think he's fine I didn't watch it and say oh look Shia but like I was I was my, my okay with that Shia kind LaBeouf. of character in a movie. Like, right. I'm fine with a plucky sidekick. I didn't think he did. I mean, I guess I could name people that I think would do better, but <laughs> I don't think he did an especially bad job. I think okay. I think the problem with, with Shia LaBeouf is more that his, his character sort of appears and then disappears and then shows up just to make a big self-sacrifice. And that yeah, that's true. That yeah. Suddenly, him and John. Hey, have spoilers this for this eighteen-year-old movie. Oh, I know. Apologies, yeah, apologies. spoilers Sorry. that he shows up, goes away for forty-five minutes, shows up, and gets just like suplexed into the roof. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil the the movie ending of a century here. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get there because the next scene is Keanu Reeves talking with Tilda Swinton, uh, who plays Gabriel. Gabriel. The angel. I just have all caps. Gabriel. That's what I have written. Because I was like, 
they're just like going for it. They're just doing the damn thing. Like, <laughs> right. this is Gabriel. This is like of the Bible, Gabriel. Yeah, this isn't this isn't just like a angel. It is Gabriel. And then the next my next two notes go, I don't understand this film. And then the next note says Maybe I don't understand Catholicism. (laughs) This is a deeply Catholic movie. It's deeply Catholic, but not in the way like Daredevil's Catholic. No, no, no. It's deeply Catholic like like I Googled Catholicism and just like speculated wildly on the images page. It's Yeah, it's deeply Catholic. Like you heard that people who like kill themselves in Catholicism are apparently go to hell. And then you were like, well, I'm going to make a movie about that then, of course. (laughs) My theory is they they watched Hellboy for their... Education on artifacts and Catholicism, and then made this movie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they said the rules of Ghostbusters are the rules of this universe. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Preston, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I have a couple of fun facts from this, uh, from just my adventures into this movie, and one of them is that the the Spear of Destiny prop is the same one used in Hellboy, and I think that's kind no of way. fun. <laughs> yep. What's it used in Hellboy as? It's the, like the a, destiny. I think it's just like in, uh, the, yeah, it's the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> oh, <like> a, <laughs> it's the same spear. They bury it in Mexico at the end of Hellboy. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. No, I think it's just in the BPRD somewhere, and they're like, this is the spear that killed Jesus or whatever, and Hellboy's like, oh, that's, oh, okay. that's a something. Why do you keep reminding us that we could have watched Hellboy? Uh, honestly, it was in the running. <laughs> um, <laughs> there were a couple of times that I thought about just like texting you guys and going, hey, what if we didn't, what if we didn't do this movie? <laughs> you could have texted me that one hour and 52 <laughs> minutes in and I still would have switched and watched Hellboy instead of the last eight minutes of this. I fully respect that. And it's funny because you you had so much time to change the movie. I know. Yet, I even watched this movie twice. I watched this twice because I watched it right, like, very quickly after we recorded our last episode and then we had, like, three years between that and I watched it again because I had to go, what was that movie? Because I already forgot it. <laughs> Well, that's the, well, Which that's is, the I'm realizing you change it is the episode was already out and that would be ruining our, we our had already, integrity. Yeah, we had already told our many, many listeners yeah, seriously. that we were going to do Constantine. Disappoint our fans like that. You know, Constantine <laughs> is a dick in this movie. And I feel like we should mm. we should address that on some... Because I, I have a note here that says, if they made Constantine today, would Keanu Reeves feel morally comfortable playing him because he's mean to women and other people? Well, he, he is a really good like anti-smoking ad. So clearly, well, yeah, because okay. he has just crippling cancer. <laughs> so wait, wait, a good anti-smoking ad is like, look at this awesome, cool man who smokes. He also exercises demons. And <laughs> then at the end, he gets his cancer cured and he can smoke all that he wants. That's true. He's really more an ad for like, if you really go all the way, it's going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. He's more an ad for like, you're not committing to smoking hard enough right now. Just really if you smoke, into it, you'll be fine. If you smoke 13 cigarettes in the span of two hours, you're going to be great. He keeps, he keeps flicking them away though. It's like, true. He smokes, he smokes like two breaths out of a cigarette and he's like, no more. This one's <laughs> lost the magic. Well, yeah. That's self-control. Honestly, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> That's why he smokes so many is he takes two puffs and he's done. In the next scene, I think they're searching headlines for something that might tip Keanu off to what's going on with the spear and the soldier demons. I mean, that's very possible. Yeah, I could see because that. Because my next note says, let's bust out the magnifying glass for this headline. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> you got to read into it. But before we, we discuss uh, this character who is set up and then never really quite gets paid off, can we talk about the amulet that this character wears? That gets set up and then never really paid off. 
Oh, that's right. I forgot there's, that even was there. <laughs> there's two amulets that get set up and don't pay off. I think it's the same one. I think it's the same mm. amulet. Well, <laughs> I should have watched the movie again. <laughs> yeah, because the, the uh, psychic priest has it at the beginning. Yeah. And the guy, and Keanu's like, you don't need that anymore. Oh, you're right. Well, it is the same Keanu one. Keanu takes it, puts it in but, his pocket, and then takes it from the body, puts it in his pocket, in his pocket, and then he gives it to uh, What's-Her-Face, who then throws it away. Leaves it directly in a car, if I remember correctly. Doesn't she just, like, take it off and leave it in the car? I, I, I don't remember what the payoff was. Oh, wait. Mm. Well, I don't think there was <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, a, a classic of this particular film. <laughs> Somewhere in here, it might be before that, Lincoln. It might be after that because I truly don't know at this point. I've lost all sense of time. Uh, Constantine does fight like a hundred thousand bugs and also a crab. I think yes. there's some snakes. Some snakes. In there. there are some and they kind of like Davy Jones together into one man. Yeah, they do. But before they do that, the the introduction of this supposed to be kind of freaky guy is a direct quote: "Hey, buddy, got a light." And then he looks up, and it's just, like, snakes and bugs punching him to death. Can you I, just, like, <laughs> fathom that for a second with me? Like, wrap your head around writing two things. Wrap your head around being in that situation. Obviously, that's terrifying. You're like, yeah, I'll get you a light. And then it's just, like, bugs from hell. Sure. But wrap your head around writing that scene, writing the, the line, hey, buddy, got a light, and going, yeah, that's the one. That's golden. <laughs> We're good. Well, Keanu didn't get him a light. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty impolite of him. I mean, I mean, he tried. Yeah, did he? He he tried before all the snakes and bugs attacked him. He was I reaching think we're for learning, it. Oh. I think we're learning that none of us watched this movie very carefully. None. This is what's making this hard. Is none of us totally remember it, and we're all just trying to walk our way through this. My my favorite thing about about this specific scene is that they they set this up as these these demons that can only be killed by holy weapons. And then this one just conveniently gets run over by a car and then Keanu stomps on it. It was a holy car. Yeah, that it. was actually Jesus's car. Okay, the Pope um, the Pope Yeah, it was the car that Jesus drove when he was on Los Angeles <laughs> and just got him. No, no, no. Remember it says in the Bible that Jesus says I speak not of my own accord. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's a stupid joke and I like it very much. <laughs> Oh, I can sense that this thing's going off the rails so quick. Um, <laughs> Very much like the movie Constantine Star. Quite a bit, Reese. yeah. We do. Uh, I did watch the movie with subtitles, and just a small note, uh, while the bugs are attacking him, the subtitle, Unholy Grunting, is written out. Can't have the holy grunting. That was we could never have... I didn't like that at all. Okay, they go visit Papa Midnight. Now, I got stuff to talk about. Here we go. We're back on track. Papa Midnight uh, in, in his bar. So they walk through a supernatural, well, Constantine walks through a supernatural bar and it really highlights, I think, how grungy this movie thinks it is because in this order, it shows you vampires and you're supposed to be like, oh, vampires, this is such a dark movie. And then it's like sirens and it's like, oh, sirens, such a dark movie. And then the movie's like lesbians and you're supposed to be like, oh man, they did it. They really went for it. <laughs> It's so dark. It's just so edgy. And I love everybody has like studio lighting on them in every shot. Yeah. yeah that's the course. only thing I remember out of that scene is just Keanu Reeves red light. And everyone like arranging themselves to like match his line of sight whenever he looks towards them. <laughs> of course. 
I think it's really funny that this movie has a bar in which you are not allowed to kill people that are part of your mysterious like guild of of uh not assassins but like but like holy fighters. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's I get what you're getting at. It's a John Wick movie is what you're saying. Yes, that is that is in fact what I'm saying. And it is, but it's way 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 less interesting. And that's crazy to me. Like the fact that a just like a hotel of killers can be more interesting than a bar full of supernatural creatures to me, nuts. Well, just the fact the fact that someone can the people who made John Wick were like, let's make a movie along the lines the general concept concept of Constantine, but let's put the tiniest bit of effort into the like <laughs> production and design of this movie. Sure, and like caring about whether or not it's good or exciting to watch on some level. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, this is a hot take, so get your sh- get yourselves ready. Um, I actually think all movies should think about whether they're going to be good at all to watch <laughs> before they uh, get made. I don't know. I don't know. So. It's worked out pretty good for Marvel. <laughs> it's, hey. So far, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, if they all did that, we wouldn't have this podcast, so. Yeah, that's a fair point. I will. I would. I would argue that the people making Triple X thought very much that that movie was going to be entertaining to watch, and it was. And I they were right. Movie. It was entertaining, and it sure was. <laughs> also, I like that you guys are talking about how little you remember, even though I, I'm in the group text that we're all in. I know you watched this within the last forty-eight hours max. Yesterday, <laughs> I yeah. watched it yesterday at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Right, and Preston, I got a text from you at one fifty-five this morning saying, "How is the ending of this so boring?" Yeah, yeah, that's 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 about my assessment of this movie. <laughs> is how is the concept so great, and the movie is just so boring? I mean, that's true. You know, I don't think that we're gonna be. I'm I'm calling an audible on this one. Actually, this is this is a, a Twinkie talk first. We're not gonna go chronologically through the movie anymore, because. Because none of us well have anything to say about most of this movie. So what do you guys have to say about this movie? Let's just see where this goes. Okay. I want to talk about um, the influence that I really think this movie has. Okay. So I was reading, after I watched the movie, of course, because I followed your homework, I was reading reviews of it. And a lot of the reviews mention that it's trying in a lot of ways to be like The Matrix. Okay. And I think you could see that. Like, they're having Keanu Reeves. They have this, like, kind of supernatural element. They have this, you know, some amount of, like, this epic, trying to be epic scale, this extra dimension that he goes into, all this stuff. But I think that The Matrix itself took so much visual and conceptual influence from the Blade movies (laughs) that people thinking that Constantine is a ripoff of The Matrix, The Matrix took so much influence from Blade that this Blade-inspired movie is confused for being a Matrix-inspired movie. (laughs) Um, It's weird that you mentioned that, because I did write that I feel like, ironically, this could use more of The Matrix sort of sensibility. Like, the idea of building this world and then playing in it, maybe at the expense of, you know, story. Where this, I feel like, is so dead set on having so many things that are important that it kind of (laughs) forgets... That it should be fun to watch. It really does. There's way too many characters that get brought in with names that nobody will ever remember, and they don't ever go anywhere. <laughs> it's too Absolutely. busy. It's way too busy. But like, you think you see, there's other movies with lots of characters. Like, think about how many 
like tertiary characters are in the Mad Max movies. Like there are so many characters that you don't remember any of their names, but there's the like imagery and the framing them is so intentional that you just like accept it as part of this world. Oh yeah. And it doesn't matter. They bring a character up and Keanu looks right at the camera and like tells us who it is and why they're important. But the guy's just wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is a Beelzebub. And we're not going to like give him any like interesting features or interesting dialogue. Hey, he's just he's got gross there. wet feet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that other guy. Which other guy? Oh, you yeah, proved Keanu your point. Kills. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the other demon in the suit and tie. What's his name, Lincoln? Beelzebub. Is Beelzebub in this movie? Real talk. Yes. He's he's the guy that Keanu kills. He punches him with brass knuckles with crosses on them. That was Beelzebub? Yeah, I think. Or shoot. Something like that. That was right before that was right before uh Angela got like pulled through all the walls like the boss yes, in the Incredibles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's all I could think about that whole time. <laughs> And it made me so sad because I'm like, oh, Incredibles is a movie with with filmmaking in it. <laughs> Incredibles is a movie we could have seen. <laughs> what did you guys think of Hell? Just strange I question. Really enjoyed, <laughs> I really enjoyed. I I really enjoyed that that his his initial entry is by standing sitting with his feet in water and then just staring very mm-hmm. intently at a cat. Apparently, cats are half in, half out, anyways. His, <laughs> right. His I did like that. And then if you if you don't have a cat, you just sort of like sit in a bathtub and like drown to death. Um, I was gonna say sit in a bathtub is a fun way to say get killed by Keanu Reeves. Right, right. No, 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 no. She's not going to hell. He's trying to activate her psychic powers. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. Two, two times <laughs> in the unclear. last month I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I do want to talk about hell as well. It is insane how much of a spaghetti strainer my brain is for this movie. I, I think that hell was interesting, and and I don't know. I don't know if it was underused or overused, or <laughs> maybe both. Potentially both. That imagery of this like totally like ravaged version of a city with like all these people just like climbing over each other and clawing. That's what I imagine Reddit looks like. <laughs> like if I was there in person. I can see that. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds about right. Everything's just like on fire here's okay okay i think they overused it in how underused it actually was because it didn't ever do like they didn't ever do anything with it and so their solution to that was just doing it twice oh yeah so it's just like make it look cool enough that they don't notice that we really did exactly. accomplish yes. nothing yeah, with this. yeah so it's both over and underused at the same time yeah that's, that's yeah that, those okay, are my I thoughts that. about that well it's it's one of those it's so weird because it's like this movie if this movie really was style over substance and the style was good, mm-hmm. I would, like, be forgiving so many of these writing decisions. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. We, we can go into my notes if, you, if we need something else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's get into your notes. Um, what do you got? Let's go to both of your notes. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I do appreciate at one <laughs> both point. Both of your notes. I, I think Beelzebub is what we decided his name is. Uh, I'm going to, yeah. Makes, makes a comment about um, how Keanu's soul is a finger licking good oh um yeah <laughs> that was a thing i forgot yeah and i, yeah, I think i was have... peeing while that i'm happened. so sorry to bring I wish... it back up i wish i had continued to forget that <laughs> I, it, did they just assign him that line thinking that it would be evil and devious when it really just comes off as everything but that well okay so here i have two thoughts about it because the first thought is maybe they thought that would work but then my other thought is he also has a line when Constantine shoots his weird fire gun at him, 
where he just sits up and he goes, fire, I was born of this, as if that's like a normal thing to say. So is there a chance that that actor is just like not good at stuff? Like, <laughs> is that possible? Put all of his lines on a piece of paper, throws a dart, and then whatever it hits, that's the line he uses for the, the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it was so great. I forgot about the finger looking good part. He really got in there on that one. <laughs> and I didn't like that. Okay, I, I have four notes in a row that I'd like to read in quick succession that I think also do a good job of summarizing how I feel about this movie. Okay. It says, and now we're finally back to that guy who grabbed the spear. Next note. (laughs) Yes. Brass knuckles with crosses on them. Next note. I wish Keanu did some more cool stuff in this movie. (laughs) Next note. Shia is back. (laughs) I do. I I agree with all of what you're saying. And I would (laughs) like to continue. I would like to readdress uh, Shia LaBeouf's death. Mm. Just just how quickly he gets body slammed into the floor, ceiling, floor, ceiling, floor. Because I, I guess that probably hit you guys differently if you don't have the instant gut reaction of not liking this character. But I was hooting and hollering. It was wonderful. I do feel like it's a bold call. like Because the whole rest of the movie is, if nothing else, shot interestingly. And get, like the set design is interesting. The back alley of the bowling thing, the like the weird offices that she gets pulled through, like all that stuff. There's and the Papa Midnight's Club. There's stuff there to look at. Yes, we all think Papa Midnight's a ridiculous <laughs> name, but <laughs> but the like it's all shot with stuff to look at. And then the final whole set piece, the the last bit of this movie is just like white tile. And it, that's, it's a swimming pool. It's yeah. so frustrating to me because it it, well, it, it it looks pretty good up to this point. But the symbolism. I think pretty good is like generous use of the word pretty. But <laughs> but I do. I agree with the like idea. I think, yeah, there's a lot of like nice outdoor locations that they could have had this in. Like if they if they had the climax in the like construction site in Mexico where the movie started. That sure. could have been cool. That'd be something. At this at this point, I would take a Morbius under some random city with a bunch of bats doing a Kamehameha. Like that's that would be better to me than however this works out. I also feel like the movie like pretty much it like has a final battle, and then you're like, okay, I'm good, we're done. And then they have like one little extra one when Gabriel comes in. Yeah. And you're like, why are we? Like, why are we still here? Why does Gabriel have to be in this movie at all? Right. Why does Gabriel's, uh, like, motivation make no sense? It literally makes absolutely no sense. Okay, you know what payoff That's... didn't get set up is is the voiceover at the end of the movie. This was so frustrating oh, yeah. to me because there's no voiceover at all in this movie. Like, there is no point. Because if, if you were going to go and make it, like, because I think they tried to do this as, like, a detective noir kind of thing. I think that's what they thought they were doing, right? And so if you're going to do that and have a voiceover, have it start with a voiceover and end with a voiceover. But there's no voiceover, and then it just ends with him prattling on about how, like, maybe God has a plan. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Terrible. And I could see yeah. on your face that neither of you remember this, and this is the weirdest movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is absurd. Can I can I make an observation? Please. There is 
a uh, a detective in this movie who's sort of like you know one of the main characters, and I feel like we have discussed her exactly once. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we have spent the same amount of time discussing her as the writing team took conceptualizing her character. Right. Correct. Actually, maybe more. <laughs> Maybe more. Well, now well, more. <laughs> now that we've talked about her more than once. It's, it's just, I don't know. She's she's one of the main characters, and I feel like she just gets totally pushed to the side. Oh, absolutely. It's just, oh, well, we needed a, 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 a psychic. Here, let's just make her a twin and then make her super feel bad that she was the only one who, like, suppressed her psychic powers. Yeah, because also people have psychic fucking powers in this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's a thing that we all just kind of vaguely go, all right, I don't know what that means for you. Lincoln, that does bring me to the question I had for you that you've probably guessed by this point. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And feel free to cut this out if you don't want this to be known, but um, you're a twin. And so I don't want that secret getting out. I was just sort of wondering, I was wondering if maybe you, um, do you, do you leave little secret messages? Do you leave little noty notes? Or do you think if someone were to tell you that really funny? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> One time, my twin brother, he was going to sleep and he felt like a poke on his leg. He felt uh, like something prick his leg. Uh-huh. And he he woke up and he, he lo- took off his pajama pants and he saw there was like a little splinter in the pajama pants and it scratched his leg. And any normal person would be like, oh, okay, take the splinter out and go to bed. He thought, maybe I'm getting poisoned. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so what he did was he took a Sharpie... <laughs> And circled the spot that invoked his leg. <laughs> and then he went back to sleep and woke up with a circle on his leg. And he's showing it to all of us. And we're like, Xander, why do you have a circle on your leg? And he's like, well, I, I wanted a place for the police to look just in case I got murdered. <laughs> so to answer your question, yes. <laughs> yeah, you could pick the signals, but so could anyone else. It has nothing to do with being a twin. I've just got so many questions about that situation. <laughs> I do as well, and none of them apply to this movie, and somehow I think it would be more entertaining than this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would. Go ahead. No, I'm just just trying to figure out, like, why you wouldn't... Like, how... hmm, Okay, how do I order these series of questions that I have? (laughs) I guess question one is, if you think you're poisoned, why don't you go to a a hospital? I I think it was, like... And he wanted to put in enough effort that it was, like, just in case he was poisoned. Okay. But, like, not enough of him actually suspected that he had been poisoned to, like, do any real, something real about it. Okay. All right. That No, that makes sense. And then if you do think you're poisoned and you decide not to go to a hospital but to circle this poison spot on your leg, um, don't – let's say oh, – let's say you're a police officer and you find somebody just dead and you can't figure out why – Assumedly, the poison doesn't leave marks because then why would you poison someone when you could just like stab them or whatever, um, <laughs> or whatever. The circle doesn't. You you don't see a circle and go, oh, he was poisoned. You see a circle and go, why is there a circle on this guy? Well, well, I think Xander's logic was if they see a circle, maybe they'll like more carefully test that section of his skin for poison. All right. Yeah. No. That that. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Test that section. <laughs> I'm not, I, even though I am his twin, I'm not trying to like speak for his mind. We, you know, we have two separate minds. You're the same mind. So I have a fun fact about this movie. <laughs> um, I, have two, I have two more things to pad time because I've been looking at, at the recording on this and it, we're going to need it. Um, 
we could just have a shorter episode. No, we can't. So you, we can't, Lincoln. We can't because you texted us for the triple X episode and you said, "Hey, this thing's like an hour and a half long. Do you want me to cut it down to an hour?" And we said yes. So these are going to be a fucking hour. I don't care what it takes, Lincoln. The fans, we can't, can't disappoint cut the fans. Up, Anything less than an hour is okay. a waste. So one fun fact that I have. I have a fun fact and I have a question for you, for you kids. Fun fact, this was originally going to be directed by a guy named Tarsim Singh, uh, who directed Mirror, Mirror, and Selfless. I don't know if these mean anything to you. Um, not the fun fact. The fun fact was it was also going to star Nicolas Cage. Yes, um, I heard that. But Singh didn't think that he could make the movie he wanted with Nicolas Cage, so he left. And Nicolas Cage only wanted to make the movie with Singh, so he also left. <laughs> and I find that incredible. I, I think Nicolas Cage would have improved this movie substantially do you okay here i, I challenge that because was keanu reeves the problem with this movie whoa, i think oh, wait, he wait, was wait. the best part of wait, this Nick, wait cage was gonna be the main yeah oh, no i take it all back like like cage should have been now, the villain and this movie would have been cage infinitesimally, like, should have been he should have been which Satan? villain yeah. gabriel all of really them. any of them like like all he, of like, them in different every wigs. Demon yeah. is Nicolas Cage. Yes. Because Nicolas Cage like would have brought. Because see, see, you look at this movie and it's terrible, but then you look at this movie as, oh, it has Nicolas Cage in it, and suddenly it's just a Nicolas Cage movie. Wow, that's a good point. I think I think if Nicolas Cage played the protagonist of this movie, I think a lot of things would have been a, taken in a different direction. And one of them, which I think would have been fun, is this idea of this like hardened exorcist detective man is actually just crazy <laughs> and i think that would have been a more fun interesting avenue to explore and then there would have been this sense of like vindication when the devil comes in real life to come collect his soul that's a valid point because you see keanu reeves walk into that room and you're like oh cool i accept that you're a demon hunter that checks out i just thought that was fun i thought that was a good time so my question to pad time and i think we can get something out of this <laughs> Um, I'm glad you're just making it clear that this is to pad time. It's not even, that's written on my notes because I could tell when I was watching the movie. (laughs) Actually, it's a section marked to pad time. Uh, My question, so I I hope that I am the the bearer of the beautiful news that this movie currently is getting a sequel. So what do you guys think it should be? I want to workshop with both of you the sequel to Keanu Reeves Constantine. Okay, okay, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of like the things that we want to preserve and the things that we want to improve. Let's assume that's a good idea. Let's assume that it takes place or that it comes out in 2025. That doesn't seem unreasonable. So, okay. so let's assume that it is 20 years after this movie came out. Keanu is in his last days of demon hunting. Okay. He's retired. He's like getting ready to retire. And he's this time we have a trainee, master dynamic but we have someone who's actually charismatic to play the trainee oh Who is someone it be? someone we like a tom <laughs> holland we like. a tom holland no i think he's i think he's kind of typecast for that a little too much that was, that was there therein lies the joke what if it was like Dwayne the rock johnson like what if it was somebody who would never do that <laughs> that's the jack black kick. Jack Black is pretty good, actually. That's not bad. <laughs> and Jack Black, like, doesn't he doesn't take it seriously enough, and that's like kind of a problem at the beginning. But he will take it seriously as the movie goes on. I'm in full support of that. While we're while we're in the casting phase of this particular project, can I put Ryan Gosling up for the villain? <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, 100%. Cool. And I think it should be, there should be some sort of like spiritual artifact that needs to be recovered. It needs to, like, it's a race to get to it. Yeah, the art. Uh, but what if it's like, what if it's uh, the, the Noah's Ark? <laughs> it's Noah's actual it's Ark. It's the whole complete Ark. It has not deteriorated at all. It's totally fine. It's a boat, big boat. <laughs> yes, yes. So they're they're out the race for so what do you get if you get so it was like Noah's Ark is actually like this ancient magical thing that Noah's Ark was the thing that destroyed all life except for what was inside it. Oh, that's exciting. And so it's like we gotta get we gotta get into this and stop uh the bad guys from using Noah's Ark to destroy to a, all of to make another flood, and, yeah. And re begin like begin Earth anew. Okay, I have an idea for who the villain could be. Okay. So, if if we're going off of your idea that Noah's Ark is the thing that saved the people inside of it, um, what if it made them immortal and Noah is the villain because he went absolutely batshit crazy because he lived so long? Yes. And so Brian Gosling <laughs> plays Noah. <laughs> plays Noah, who's like who's like a fabulously wealthy. Insurance provider. <laughs> yeah, a yacht insurance provider. A what? Yeah, sorry, insurance for yachts and boats and, and whatnot. Oh, I thought Other... you said a god insurance provider. No. I was like, this is the movie that would have god insurance. Like, this, this is, is yeah. the universe. We could do that. <laughs> Preston, what do you want to see in this movie? You know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, number one, Nick Cage is the villain. <laughs> so I think that would be hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I, okay, I buy him more as... Uh, just absolutely lost it, Noah. So I'm I'm in support of that. <laughs> yeah, we got to get Gosling in there in some way. Yeah, as an angel. Out. He's an angel. He's Gabriel. For sure. He's Gabriel 2.0. <laughs> Gabriel 2. They refer to him as Gabriel 2 throughout the movie. <laughs> I, I would like some some sort of clarity as to why he has to send these demons back. Other than just, well, cause, I, I have to. Well, Preston, so... So oh, did, demons I, did I miss in, a critical part of this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. So oh, demons, oh no. demons in uh, in 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 Catholicism are actually bad. So and we yes. don't want them on the earth. I learned that from this movie. So demons are bad. Um, uh huh. And, and we, Keanu Reeves ain't scared of no demons. Right. He's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he does the demon busting. Does that does that clear things up for you, Preston? Uh. I, Sure. Why not? But that's a no. So so Preston, <laughs> demons are bad. Demons well, are like are... you know how in you know how in Daredevil, even though he calls himself a devil, he's like a good guy? Yeah. It's not like that. It's, oh. it's, it's like not like that. that. It's it's like if he was a an actual devil, that would be Okay, okay. So bad. here's and he was a bad guy. Like, like, you know, like you know how in Batman <laughs> yeah. um the the like villains are trying to cause harm to Gotham City and Batman's trying to stop them? The the yeah. villains are like the demons. And Batman is like Keanu Reeves. Right, 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 right. Does that clear things up? Does that make sense now? So you know how in Hellboy he's a good so here's guy. What I would like it's to, not like that. To see. It's not like it's that. Not at like all. It's not like Hellboy. It's not like Hellboy. Sequel to the uh, film Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. I would like to see uh, uh, Keanu uh, looking for the portal that lets the demons back in, or some MacGuffin related to the portal to shut it down. Um, like a have you not been? We've like. We've like done this whole plot and you're like picking up from zero. <laughs> we already have a MacGuffin. He he also wasn't listening to us because we were using words like Constantine and he just has this thing in his brain where he tunes out when he hears that. Yeah, we are, we already got a MacGuffin covered, bro. 
I I thought I thought this was was an individual activity. Um, no, oh. it's a it's a group, oh, it's a group work thing? sort of oh, thing. Okay. Yeah, we're building. We're we're incepting this uh, together. Yeah. Okay. So Preston, well, demons honest, are I, bad. I did not follow your con- your concept at all. <laughs> I got somehow more lost listening okay. to that okay. than I did watching this movie. <laughs> You know okay, wait. Incredible? I'll explain it to you. What's incredible so, about this, Lincoln, before you explain it, is that this is exactly the conversation that's happening in the writer's room for part two. This is like, like word we... for word. It's so weird. Okay, Preston, you know how in the TV show Monk, there's all these criminals. I legitimately trying. do not, Lincoln. I have never seen Monk Well, this in movie is like Monk, except, except the criminals are demons, and Monk is Keanu Reeves. So, Preston, you is, know in Frasier... Is this like, like know, Monk, or I don't understand any part of this? Lincoln, oh, here's our mistake, Lincoln. We're not doing you know deep how, enough like, the movie, cuts. You know the movie Friends? The movie Friends starring the people from Friends? No, but I'm uh, sure yeah, you're so like, expl- It's like Rachel is Keanu it. Reeves. <clears throat> oh, man. Okay, so Preston, you know in the movie Evan Almighty how there's an arc? Have you guys seen the movie Evan Almighty? Yes, I have. Yes. It's been a while, though. Uh, Maybe that'll be the one I make everyone watch. <laughs> I mean, it is your week, so you are going to have to decide within the next... I know. I'm, I really mm. need to figure out what I want. Well, you got like 40 minutes, because we've definitely got more to cut out. <laughs> I was going to say, we could, we could... That could be the, the time padding, is just we really have to drag out Lincoln's reveal. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. And, I don't know, maybe we could get some, no. like, complaining or... From us or from him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Lincoln, this is taking forever. Lincoln... <laughs> We're more, more uh, complaining I'm about so the movie upset. choice. No, not that movie. Sorry. Oh, oh no. Oh, okay. Lincoln, no. I see. I, mi- oh, I misread I see, what you I were see. kind of getting at on that one. That's on me. Yeah, I, that's all right. It's been happening a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I do, I've totally forgotten to actually like search movies. So well, I'm good. just going to. You, you've got a second. Mm. I'm going to type in movie and hit search. Blade yeah. 3. Oh, Blade 3 sucks so bad. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh, man. <laughs> Why did you help him, John? I haven't seen Why it. Why did you help him? Yeah, we're going to watch Blade 3. That's <sighs> definitely the level of grunge that we need in this That's, podcast. That fits our vibe a lot better, for sure. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, you guys got to all, you got to both watch Blade 3. We to watch Blade Trinity. Well, what's our homework then? Okay, I have, this is my homework. Preston told us that one drink was not enough to get through Constantine. <laughs> okay. So I want you both to make, to invent a Blade Trinity bespoke alcoholic beverage i like this very drink it while that, you watch actually. a movie <laughs> i love it that's great homework thank you lincoln and then your second homework is that you have to drink it again while we make the oh. podcast about it very fun <laughs> extraordinarily fun thank you for listening to twinkie talk i am so sorry <laughs> yeah we're all sorry it's been a just a horrible nightmare <laughs> our sincerest the evening brothers would like to wish you good night <laughs> i have been brother lincoln i have been brother john And I'm Brother Preston. Goodbye.